Good morning from Kali Divine Ministries. I just come to you to uh, teach you another lesson, give you some words of insight, give you a message that will lift up your heart, lift up your mind, and lift up your awareness. It's beautiful to be alive another day. It's amazing how things are so different nowadays. Uh, once you get to an awareness, you um, you don't see the world the same anymore. You see it differently. You see it with the eyes of Father God. You see it with His eyes. You don't see it with your own natural eyes. And, and, and that's what's amazing about raising your awareness of... Uh, being one with Father God, never separated from Him. The music you're listening to, it's it's an instrumental music. Uh, they do come from worship uh, songs that we used to worship from. But now we don't. Because the words that we used to sing in the past were words that we wanted something were words that we wanted to come close to God were words that we wanted God to come down on us we wanted God to be with us we wanted God to just give us an opportunity to come in even though they uh, when I say they I mean a lot of pastors and a lot of leaders, they tell you that you're a sinner, that you're evil, that, that the only way to come to God is if you're fasting, you're praying, you're uh, spiritually in, in a spiritual warfare every day. And to tell you the truth, you don't really have to do that. The only thing you have to do is rest in the finished work of Father God that he did in Jesus the Christ so this instrumental music it's not giving us words to think but it's creating our own song within our awareness if you're in awareness if you have an awareness of uh, outer court well, you're going to listen to music with words. You're still going to be listening to music that have the words uh, that you sing out to God. If you have an awareness of the inner court, you will change the words of some of these worship songs. Instead of saying, Father, I need you to come down. You would say, Father, I thank you for being around. Things like that. But when you're in the most holy place awareness, you use instrumental music. But that's when you love on God. That's when your awareness of Father God is being on his bosom. You're not trying to satisfy that thirst anymore. You're not trying to be that that uh, 
rich guy that was asking, let me just have a little bit taste of the water. Let me have a little bit taste of who you are. No, you are engulfed in it. You are engulfed in it. When you are in the bosom of Father God, instrumental music becomes your sound of love towards Father God. You can create your own sound. If you're a music instructor, you're a music uh, player, you play an instrument, when when you are in that holy of holies awareness, those notes that you will play is from the love of Father God working through you to Him. And you're going to hear some sounds that you have never heard, even you being an instructor of music. You're going to hear some sounds because they come from the Holy of Holies. Father God Himself is putting those special notes within you to play towards Him. And that's the love of Himself working in you to Him. The most holy, holy of holies awareness. The world is different. The way you see is different. And it's amazing. That was just a little nugget of what the Holy of Holies awareness is. And that that's not just it. You're still looking at the wholeness awareness. You're still looking at the perfectness awareness. You're still looking at the holiness awareness, the righteousness awareness, the sanctified awareness, and the redeemed awareness. That's why we are called the sevenfold ministry. Because there's seven awarenesses that if you change in your life, you will see as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, are we in this world is a very popular verse of scripture. How are we to view that verse? Are we Father God himself? Was Jesus Father God? If he was fully Father God, could he have been tempted since Father God cannot be tempted? That which is stated about Jesus is true about us. In John 15, we are compared to branches. The branches are one with as the vine, yet the branches are in extension of the vine. Father God is the bark or the whole tree and we are the extension. Understand that word, extension. There's no difference. We're just an extension of who He is. 
change that awareness in your life and you will see the difference of who you are. In Genesis, Father God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. One of the meanings of make is become. In other words, let us become man. But how is that to be viewed? It is to be seen as the branch and the vine illustration. The branch is an extension of the vine and they are one. Simply by virtue of the same life flowing through the vine as the branch. Yet scripture differentiates them. Our biological parents birthed us physically. Yet I am not my mother or father physically. I am the physical extension of them. Jesus was the extension of Father God. Of the Spirit of God. Of the life of God. Or he could not have been tempted or crucified. Scripture alludes to our oneness in that we are the one life and one spirit as extensions of Father God himself. Even though we are the one life and the one spirit, we are not the Lord Father God. The creator, but the extension as a creation. In that extension, I am of the same nature, same spirit, same breath, same life. Tree has sap. That's the life of the tree, the sap. The same attributes, lacking nothing in quantity, in quality, and I and, and I am unlimited in scope, just as the Father is. That is who you are. I never say that I am God or that I am Father God, but that He has become me or us by virtue of the one life and one spirit, and thereby we share the one life in complete oneness. Jesus was Father God in the flesh to the extent that He shared that one life, which is true of us as well. Jesus himself said that he could do nothing in and of himself, but that he only did what he saw Father God do and only said what he heard Father God say. When that is exercised in our life, then people can see Father God flowing forth as just as us, just as in Jesus. Anything, anyone that is an extension is one with that which it was extended from, by virtue of the same creative flow of life, yet not the same as far an exact being is concerned, in the natural which is greater, in the natural which is greater, the inventor or the invention. The same creative juices flow, making the inventor and the invention one. Yet the inventor is greater than the thing being invented in and of itself. Paradoxical? Maybe. Maybe a bit. Mystery of oneness? Union? Yes, indeed. A good teacher will teach you how to believe and not what to believe. That's the difference between a teacher making a disciple or a convert.
Don't be a convert. Be a disciple. Be the exact match of the tree. Be that branch that flows from the tree. Be that extension of Father God. To learn from a reduplicated form of the pie root deck to take or accept. This is what disciple stands for. To learn from a reduplicated form of the pie root deck to take and accept. But according to Barnhart Incline, it is from a lost compound, the Cipere, to grasp intellectually, analyze thoroughly from this apart, this capere, to take, take hold of, from pie root cap, to grasp. What are you grasping? The awareness, the understanding that you are the branch from the tree of life. That is a disciple. The Devan finds the ending pillars difficult to explain in the former theory and the latter semantically not compelling. So a disciple, he grasps, he takes and he accepts that he is a branch from the tree of life. He is that branch that brings forth life. He is that branch that brings forth fruit to give life to the nations. And that tree is planted by the river of life. You are planted by the river of life. You are the extension of Father God. Did you know that death is the result of living with the universal belief of good and evil? Thus living with carnal thoughts in a carnal realm? This is also the result of living with a mistaken identity. Trying to obey the many religious laws of doing to be. And also not discerning one spirit within. Paul explained the reason for weakness, sickness, and physical death is because man does not understand they are spirit. Therefore, they do not live out of their holy spirit. Death is not only physical death. However, if the cause is allowed to continue, it will end in physical death. Therein lies a great problem. For far too long, physical death has been the norm in man's mindset. We have believed it is inevitable and no one can escape physical death. I choose to believe what the apostle knew to be a fact. This mortality, liable to die mentality, must put on immortality, unending existence mentality. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 4. The word mortality is a New Testament number 2349. Thetos. Thetos. Liable to die. A liable to die mindset. Immortality has three Greek meanings. Number one is New Testament number 861. 
Aftarsia. Unending existence. Number two is New Testament number 862, incorruptibility. Genitive case, unending existence as the first. The third is a New Testament number 110. Athanasia as the first man, deathlessness. Romans 8, 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 8, 6-7, from the translation of Tree of Life Bible translation. For someone to seek, be mindful, and desire that which is external, is to cut themselves off from that which is spiritual. Moreover, to be mindful of that which is of our holy breath brings the realization of wholeness, life, and perfection. Verse 7. If a person exercises their thoughts and desires for that which brings no life, they put themselves in a position which is opposite of living as the embodiment of our Father Creator. The lustful desire for that which is not spirit is diametrically opposed to the prescription of living out of our Holy Spirit. The sense of the flesh realm, which is sense and reason without leaning to our Holy Spirit, mind of Christ, is death. The death that comprises all miseries arising from the consequences of living as a man whose breath is in his nostrils or her nostrils. But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace both now and forever. Paul also wrote, to the community of believers at Corinthian, Corinthians uh, concerning that would, what would cause death in their lives. Let us look at 1 Corinthians 11.26. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do understand the Lord's death until full awareness rises up in you. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord in an irreverent manner, not really understanding why Jesus entered into the judgment of the world systems has no idea of why Jesus offered his body and shed his blood. But let a man be aware of himself that he is acceptable and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup feed on the truth of the gospel. For him that eateth and drinketh irreverently eateth and drinketh a false decision to himself and the resulting self-condemnation not discerning who they are as Holy Spirit. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many die needlessly. Did you know you never had an old man? In the King James Version and other versions of the Bible, they use the phrase old man. In Romans 6, 6, Ephesians 4, 2, 2, and Colossians 3, verse 9. On each occasion, the Greek word is the New Testament number 3820, Palaios, meaning antique and worn out. Now, many would say that is our old man. Well, not necessarily. In Romans 6, 6, the Greek rendering is, In this be aware that the antique and worn out part of, not our, Adam, the first race of man, is crucified. Well, we know Paul said, My ego died being me, myself and I, as living in a sense of separateness from Father. So did mankind die, or did an old, unique, worn-out awareness die?
Ephesians 4.22 states, Paul talks about the conversations that came from the old worn out awareness. Colossians 3.9 says that Paul talks about putting off the deeds that were produced from an old worn out awareness. We were created holy and upright and never lost that position. Therefore, mankind never became an old man. It was man's lowlander awareness that was worn out and needed to be raised back up. Newness of life never left mankind. Father continued to seek to clothe mankind in greater awareness by sending messengers of the Lord, prophets, Jesus, and now many comforter messages or messengers. Man never came, became old in Father's view. Whose view are you going to believe? Yes, we need to seek divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But it, but it is intuitive, knowing spiritual intuition, the holy voice or the breath within as the source of our understanding. Mental action based on the divine mind in contact with Father God within us. Wisdom includes righteous judgment, discrimination, intuition, and all the departments of the brain that come under the head of knowing. What do you know? What do you realize? Who do you think you are? The knowing capacity transcends intellectual knowledge. Spiritual discernment always places wisdom above the other faculties of consciousness and reveals that knowledge and intelligence are secondary to spiritual understanding. Wisdom and divine understanding these attributes come from the divine mind or holy breath within us. The price that we must pay for the conscious attainment of divine wisdom and understanding is the letting go of the ego. That's it. With its limited beliefs. <clears throat> Paul saw the divine mind waiting at the awareness of every soul when he wrote, Awake, thou that sleepest. And arise from the dead and illuminate as one spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 14. What he said died in him when Jesus died. Was I being his ego? Me, myself, and I? <clears throat> After he believed and saw that and saw what Jesus revealed in his earth walk and passion work, then he realized that the old ego mentality ceased to exist in him. The awakening Paul talked about is the fact that man is furnished with a permanent, inexhaustible source of life, love, wisdom, intelligence, power, strength, every good that he can need or desire, endowed, given, and bestowed. This source is Father God himself and mankind, who in the ideal man, the Son, is the true self of everybody and expresses in and through each individual just to the extent that the individual gives their holy breath cooperation. We do not have a lower self. There's only one self and it is son. No gender applied. But what stops all this? Did you know that the law did not come from Father God. It came from an angry Moses. He was angry with the children of Israel. All through the journey to the, to the promised land, they murmured and cried for meat 
cried to return to Egypt and fought against his leadership. He, like many religious leaders, became angry with Father God's people and came up with rules, regulations, and laws to control them. It never works because laws do not change a person's behavior, character, and nature. Nevertheless, the children of Israel and all future generations believe the law came from Father God. They and many today continue to try to obey the do-to-be laws or the the Torah laws or as many call them the uh, apocrypha laws. They are going back to all these laws which is nonsense. In, and in so doing they bring a curse upon themselves. The first proof of this statement is from the Apostle John who possessed a correct understanding of Father God's love. For the law by Moses was given grace and truth revealed by Jesus the Christ. Therefore, the law was given by Moses, not our Father God. So they kept struggling to obey the law to become something they already were. In doing that, they brought a sense of guilt and self-condemnation into their lives, which created what Moses called their curse. Weakness, sickness, and death of the body. By faith, put down your do-to-be law. And stand upright and be who you be, a righteous, a holy, pure, perfect wholeness, a son and daughter of Father God. Please understand that what we have written thus far is simply to reveal that our Father was never angry with man. Even Adam's action in the garden, deciding to learn from his own sense realm experience thousands of years ago did not surprise Father God whatsoever and it did not change his mind. What did he say to Adam when he was no longer aware of the realm of spirit? He said, Adam, who told you that you are naked, void of my life? Who told you you are separate from me? Today we must ask these questions ourselves. Who told us we were alienated and enemies of Father God? Who told us Father God desired the killing of human sacrifice, Jesus, to appease his vindictive anger and violence toward a people that partook of something trying to be like Father God? In verse 5 again it reads, Wherefore, when he came into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. Did God ever desire the sacrifices, the blood of animals, and the offerings made by man? Not according to Jesus, who was doing the speaking in Psalms 15, when the sacrifices and offerings were in full force, he spoke to David and said, I do not want those bloody sacrifices. David stood before the people even while they were offering them and told them that God never wanted them. Many people talk about what they must do in the church. They say we must rise, rule, reign, and we must do this and do that. Their focus is all about do, do, do do this, do that, let's do this, let's do that, let's create this, let's make it mighty and, and let's be forceful and you're forcing something that it's not going to work. We must know and become aware that inside of us is a divine mind. When we realize and embrace this truth, our divine mind will rule and reign naturally, just like your lungs they breathe and rule naturally. You don't have to force yourself to breathe. You just breathe. 
This then causes one to seek to know Father more intimately in the great oneness operation from the foundation. Then he or she can tell the truthful story with no mixture. It is a greater, it is the greater is your holy breath that is within you. That must come forth. The inner man is the Father's life. The same life Jesus possesses is the same life-giving force in all sons and daughters. We all have the same divine mind Jesus lived or lives out of. But we need to learn to possess it and live out of it just as Jesus revealed. When we possess Father's God, Father God's mind within us, then we will do the greater works Jesus spoke of. When studying scripture, we must allow Father to open our single eye, which is our spiritual eye. So we can see spiritually, not carnally. We must look below a surface level understanding of scripture and discover the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of our Father. I am overwhelmed and apprehended by the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of our Father. We can discover the wisdom and knowledge by listening to the voice of our holy breath. Wisdom and knowledge are not fully searched out by most people or tracked out. Most people have never really known our Father, but they can. A wise man once said, Eternity does not mean having endless time. It means timelessness. If you want to experience infinite enlightenment, you need to get past the future out of your mind. You need to get the past and the future out of your mind and stay in present. I say live for the now. I want you to meditate on something. Scripture reveals that God, that Father God is spirit. The word spirit was wrongly used when they translated the word ruach. Ruach is a Hebrew word or Hebrew number 7307. It means breath or breathe. We breathe in the living word of our creator and then our breath carries it out into our world and our entire being. Ruach can also carry the meaning of to make a quick understanding. So as you read, as you read the Bible, you will see various descriptions of our Creator as God, Father, He, and Him. Those pronouns are to help people gain a quick understanding. So the majority of people are taught that Father is a physical person with gender male. The truth is our source, Father God, breath, Creator, meets us where we are in our awareness. Some might need to be a version of Father. Others might need a female to be a version of Father. Then there are those who currently in their awareness see Holy Breath as Father God. The truth is, our Creator meets you where you are in your awareness. If you are in outer court awareness, Father God is going to meet you there in what you believe. If you are in the inner court awareness, Father God is going to meet you there where you are at and what you believe. If you are in the most holy of holies, Father God is going to meet you there and you're going to be on his bosom. You're going to, oh my gosh, you will see paradise on earth. You will see the new heaven 
and the new earth in you, in people, in everything around you. And that is the reason that I say that you will not see the world the same anymore. It's interesting that the word air in scripture denotes the deific breath of God. It symbolizes a purifying, vitalizing power that revives and makes alive. The term deific means making divine or exalting to the position of Father God or of a God. Hence, God-like or divine. As we breathe in the truthful living word, we awaken more and more to our God-likeness and our divine character in nature. We are the extensions of the tree. We are extensions of Father God. When any person is inspired by that which is true and that which is divine, they breathe into their nostrils the breath of life. Genesis 2.7 And breath in the nostrils the breath of life and man, no gender implied, becomes a living soul or became a living soul. Man is holy breath or man is spirit, absolute and unconditioned. Mankind is to form a consciousness into which he or she breathes in and out the breath of life. This, in its perfect expression, is the Son of Man, an expression of the divine idea. Mankind is all of what we term so. We are continually at work in our teaching to breathe into our followers' nostrils the breath of life, inspiring him or her with the true idea of life in all its unlimited fullness. We can lift up all who will come and see or come infusing by infusing them into these magnificent thoughts and truth and in no other way our holy breath is the silent movement of our creator within man there is holy breath in every person ever born Job said as recorded in Job 33 verse 3 The breath of Father God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. You can say the same thing about yourself. Breathing is a symbol of inspiration. Jesus breathed on his apostles and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. The word receive was wrongly translated from the New Testament 2983 word lambano. Lambano means to take or get hold of. So the apostles already possessed holy breath. They only needed to be educated of the fact that they were a possessed holy breath. And they needed to take or get a hold of it to do the work of the ministry. They were set apart to do the breath of God, which became the soul of the man. Manifestation includes all emotions and energies, deific, that move in and through the body, and it is always designated as feminine. Psych is a name of that subtle essence or the air that flows in and out of the great heart center called physiology, the cardiac plexus. There was a river in Eaton named Gihon. Gihon is a Hebrew word that means determining, impulsive, formative movement, a bursting forth, rapid stream, 
Gihon represents the deific breath of Father inspiring mankind and purifying his or her consciousness. The holy breath of Father is infused in us, endowing us with super light and life. Jera was a descendant of Shem and the founder of, the, of an Arabian tribe. His name in Hebrew means radiating brother. He will breathe and he will become inspired. We pray what you learn from our teachings will do exactly that to you. You will become radiated and will breathe in and out the living word of your world or the word of God or the life of God. There are many names and titles in scriptures that carry the same meanings, place of fragrance. His sweet breath, his life is animated, living, breathing, soul, spirit. He will become inspired and much more. When our awareness finds balance in truth, all lesser ideas die or disappear through a process of transfiguration. Even the ideas that seem to contain the breath of the spirit of life are lost sight of, a, of in the fuller realization of Father God as the only presence and power. When mankind, when mankind lets go of the false sense of things and discern Father to be the one source of all good, they rest in spiritual consciousness with pure ideas of being. In Christ, we are all one, for He is all and all. I am, we are, meditation. Therefore, I naturally meditate. I am a living epistle. Therefore, I spontaneously live out truth. I am the light of the world, therefore I naturally shine. I am the salt of the earth, therefore I naturally season, spice, and preserve lives. I am the word made flesh, therefore every cell is ignited with immortality. I am the joy of the Lord, therefore I always bubble over naturally. I am the righteousness of my Father. Therefore, I naturally do that which is right. I am the tree of life. Therefore, I bear fruit that remains. True spirit living is not a legalistic doing or keeping of outward rules and regulations, but it is a life lived in a spontaneously or the spontaneously of who I am or we are. The tree doesn't toil, doesn't do anything, and receives the minerals that it needs to grow and give fruit. You are the extension of that tree. The source of Father God is in you. You have all the nature, all the minerals everything that you need to bear fruit that remains. Youth, use this in your prayer. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell I'm going to say it again. In Christ, make this a prayer for your life every day. In Christ, we are all for he is all in all. I am meditation. Therefore, I naturally meditate. I am a living epistle, therefore I spontaneously live out the truth. 
I am the light of the world, therefore I naturally shine. I am the salt of the earth, therefore I naturally season, spice, and preserve lives. I am the word made flesh, therefore every cell is ignited with immortality. I am the joy of the Lord, therefore I always bubble over naturally. I am the righteousness of my Father, therefore I naturally do that which is right. I am the tree of life, therefore I bear fruit that remains. True spirit living is not a legalistic doing or keeping of outward rules and regulations, but it is life lived in the spontaneously of who I am. Pray that every day, and God will take you up higher into the awareness. You will go, if you're in outer court, you will go from outer court to inner court. If you are in a court, you will go to the most holy of holies. And that's, oh wow. You will find a way to contact me to let me know what happens when you go into the most holy place. You will, oh my, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to say it. But when you are in the most holy place, you will see the difference between outer court, inner court, and the most holy place. And you will not want to leave or walk out out of that holy of holies. What I mean by walking out is that you will not listen any longer to religious rules and regulations and dogmas and doctrines that bring you back out into outer court where you need washing where you need sacrificing where you need to do all that stuff go back and read the tabernacle of Moses you will have that in the outer court they sacrificed and they washed and they did a lot of things to go into the inner court the inner court you had the table of showbread you had the prayer incense there were six bread or six patties of bread on the table of showbread crucified died and buried and then we were quickened raised and we are seated with Christ. Then they burned the incense into the most holy place. When they went into the most holy place, they sprinkled the blood. Well, guess what? Jesus has fulfilled that. Raise your awareness to the righteousness, the holiness, the sanctification the redemption, the wholeness of who you are in Father God. You are extension of that tree. You are an extension of God. The same life source that's in Father God is in you. You are part of that extension. The tree does not have a different section within themselves. The tree and the branches 
or the bark and the branches create the tree. Father God and you create that tree of life. Open your eyes. Open your understanding. See with that single eye. It is written. Let your eye be single. And I'm not talking about this foolishness of the single eye, third eye uh, people are doing nowadays. It's a spiritual sight. It's not talking about your eyes. It's talking about your awareness, understanding. That's why when you meditate, you don't see with the natural eyes. You see with your spiritual eye. That's why Jesus said, let your eye be single. And your body will be full of light. That means have that sight of awareness of who you are in Father God. And you will be full of light. My friends, I hope you back, go back and read and hear this again. I hope you back and listen to it. You meditate on it. I'm telling you. And I'm speaking with love. If I could, I could embrace you right now. And just pass on that life that's within me unto you so you baby can jump. But I'm telling you right now. I believe many of you, your baby has jumped and you went up from one awareness to the next. I hope I get a message from my hearers to let me know how God changed their life just by listening to this message. So in Christ we are all, for He is all in all. I am meditation, therefore I naturally meditate. I am a living up pistol, therefore I spontaneously live out truth. I am the light of the world, therefore I naturally shine. I am the salt of the earth, therefore I naturally season, spice, and preserve lives. I am the world made flesh, the word made flesh, therefore every cell is ignited with immortality. I am the joy of the Lord, therefore I always bubble over naturally. I am the righteousness of my Father, therefore I naturally do that which is right. I am the tree of life, therefore I bear fruit that remains. You are the righteousness, the holiness, the perfectness, the wholeness, the sanctification, the redemption of Father God. Always remember, you are an extension of Father God. As the branch is the extension of the tree, you are the branch that extends from Father God. Father God, without you, And many will hate this, what I'm about to say. Father God, without you, it's not God. Father God is God because He is God. But Father God, without your extension, cannot be God on this earth. Once you start believing that you are extension of Father God, Father God will reach out to all those that need to be awakened to that awareness of their holiness, of the righteousness. And if you are 
that extension of that tree, that extension of Father God, you will, you will, you will bear fruit to all those who need it. Until next time, the blessings of Father God surrounding you. You have it. Just learn how to take. Don't ask Father God for anything. He has given you everything that pertains to godliness. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Until then, I will come with another powerful message that will make you believe that you are in the most holy of holies. Until then, I love you all. Bye-bye. Good morning from Godly Divine Ministries. I'm here to share something with you. Something special, something wonderful, something that's going to make you evolve. It's going to make you meditate. It's going to evolving your knowledge and understanding I am aware that many of you are evolving however there are millions of believers who desperately need to evolve in spiritual understanding and knowledge if you look at all these pastors that preach on TV did you know they're preaching from their carnal understanding they have not understood a spiritual awakening or spiritual understanding even though they seem like they're full of what they call the Holy Spirit but it's just their flesh because if there were pastors that were spiritually discerned and knew how to discern the body of Christ, they will be teaching to what people or believers would grow in the knowledge of Him, not a repeated sermon year after year, not doing anything to you. To the way you think, which is mean, which means repent. Repent, all it is, is just change the way you think, change the way you see things, change the way everything is in front of your eyes. Did you know that what we call Western Evangelical Christianity has not evolved in knowledge and understanding since its inception? Yet science has evolved greatly. Have you ever thought about that? Do you wonder why? Would you go to a doctor that was educated 30 years ago or further back and ever evolved in his or her knowledge and understanding? As a child, I grew up in several different church religions. One thing each one thing each one taught me was not to believe in the science of evolution. The Britannica states evolution 
which is that biological evolution is a process of change and diversification of living things over time and it affects all lives I do not agree with Darwin's theory but I do believe that all life has evolved during what we call time however more than just physical evolution there has been evolving of knowledge and understanding in all the sciences of the world The spiritual understanding of Eden is that it represents a region in which are provided our early states of development of understanding and ideas from the Father for the production of all beauty on this planet, including mankind. Eden represents allegorically the eternal spiritual life and divine intelligence placed at the disposal of mankind. And though which he or she is so is to evolve in awareness as a living soul. The human body com- comprises a garden of Eden. When a man develops and evolves in spiritual insight and in thought, word and act and voluntarily operates in accord with their divine mind and divine law of life, then rulership authority and dominion become his or hers the kingdom of father god is within every part of your being and when that kingdom is involved in your conscious awareness your divine mind which is father or the source evolves through you and you experience a spiritual evolution that energizes your being Mankind is in a sense a creature of free will yet in a larger sense they are a son or daughter of Father God which he is our source made in the image and likeness of Father and are destined to evolve express and demonstrate the spiritual perfection that we have and are There is in all the universe including man a balancing power of perfection which causes a readjustment of healing of awareness to allow a perfect evolution to greater heights of consciousness and the ability to do the greater things Jesus the great comforter messenger said we would or we could the greater things are being done now by many people It is the ability to teach and explain the living word of the truth that Jesus desired to teach those around him in Jerusalem. We find this set forth very clearly in Bible history and the symbolism of each story. The man wandered away and spiritually evolving to living a false life of limitation. The Western Christian evangelical systems have not allowed themselves or their followers to evolve spiritually or even in their conscious awareness. The large majority of so-called leaders in those systems have not grown one bit more than what they learned at their seminary schools or what they learned from the church they attended in their youth all their life. The truth of that statement is very easily seen in the followers of their over 44,000 
Christian denominations. You can talk with the followers from every age and very few have evolved in an understanding of who Father God is or who they are. They still believe and follow and follow what they were first told some 80 or 90 years ago. Why is it in religiosity there is very little evolving of what the people know and yet in all other systems the science of their system excels almost yearly if not daily. And yet in the church world people hear the same teachings and sermons year after year and they do not change one bit in understanding. Some of my past teachers I studied under 20th or more years ago still teach almost word for word what they taught then. Why? Because they are not spiritually evolving in their conscious awareness. They are still dead in Christ or dead in Jesus Christ. My desire is to live a life of evolution, growth, advancement, development, and daily progress in my understanding of the living word, who and what our source, Father God, is, and know myself and you as Father knows us, perfect enough and altogether lovely, with the nature of holiness and righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Are you happy where you are? Or are you one who desires to ever evolve in your conscious awareness to experience the perfect being you are? Your growth in contact with Father, the divine mind will accelerate greatly as you come into the perfect knowledge of the not concealed word that causes you to experience eternal freedom. Then you will think and act consciously in perfect harmony with a divine mind, which is our Father, our Source, and as the Chinese people call it, Qi. Involution is another word for involvement. Involution with the living word and with your divine mind always precedes evolution which is an unfolding of all you are and were from the foundation of the world from the very beginning. Remember, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the first and I am the last. Did you understand that? You were always divine. You were always in Jesus. The same Christ that was in Jesus is the same Christ in you. Let me repeat this again. The same Christ that was in Jesus is the same Christ in in you that which is involved 
in their divine mind evolved to show forth the glory they already have, being the exact image of Father God. Nothing lacks or is lost in the evolution of the soul. The moment a person walked into a place of supposed spiritual learning, that day should have been a day of new beginning, but not the new beginning religiosity has taught them was not what they needed. The numerical number eight appears numerous times in the Bible. Eight is a biblical number for new beginning or a new order of things. Eight is a symbol of infinity which has its beginning or end. The moment of the hand in writing, the number eight is rhythmic repetition that suggests action and reaction, involution and evolution. Eight means also splendor, fullness, greatness, immensity, and infinity. Spiritually, this means when you become aware of the truth that the I exist in you is Father God, pure being, pure life, and pure awareness, as you tune in with the infinite, knowing that the life principle, the life-giving spirit, is Father God of all, and that all people are your brother and sisters. You will sense your oneness with all life and with all people throughout the world. As you claim that which is true of Father God, it's also true of you. You will go from glory to glory and from octave to octave, which is symbolized by the numerical eight or numeral eight, which has no beginning and no end. And if you put it sideways, the letter eight is a symbol of infinity. Eight means you are moving onward, upward, and Godward. The moment you realize you are the tabernacle of the living Father, and when you divest yourself of your name, nationality, social status, and all things having a bearing on your personality, you realize you are unveiling the God presence, which is the eighth day or eighth hour or eighth son or daughter, one moving upward, forward, and Godward. So is spiritual evolution vital to us and the world and its inhabitants? Yes, it is. Evolving and evolution is a development achieved while working on the spiritual law and life. It is a result of the development of Father's ideas in your divine mind. What we project in our lives is a result of evolution of our consciousness. And this conscious consciousness is a result of seed idea sown in one's awareness. In the beginning, Father implanted a perfect world and 
involved this seed word into each person and still continues at the conception of every child born of a woman. Evolution is the unfolding in the consciousness of that which Father God involved in man in the beginning. Spiritual evolution is the unfolding of the holy breath of Father God in us into expression. The son or daughter of Father being the evolution in mankind is plainly taught in the new outlook and perception books as the supreme attainment of every man. Romans 8, 19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creation waiteth for the revealing of the sons of God. As the reality of the original formation of people evolves in our awareness, we come to clearly see what Father has conferred upon us. Then we fully live as the sons and daughters of Father God that we presently are. The meaning of life is to evolve spiritually. Many leaders are not evolving. Their conscious awareness is still in the old. Change your conscious awareness of who you are. Your conscious awareness should be fed with the knowledge and understanding that you are holy, you are righteous, you are lovely, you are perfectly made, you are redeemed, you are sanctified. If you look in the mirror, you have seen the Father. Father God abides in you. When you see yourself, you should be seeing Father God. And you see yourself in the mirror. Be repeated again. When you see yourself in the mirror, you should be seeing Father God. Wife, when you see your husband, you should see Father God. Husband, when you see your wife, you should see Father God. Father, when you see your sons and daughters, you should see Father God. Mother, when you see your sons and daughters, you should see Father God. Sons and daughters, when you see your parents, your father and your mother, you should see Father God. Not what this world has taught you they are. You should see Father God in every person around you. No matter how vile they are, no matter 
what type of criminality actions they have done. There's a law of the land that takes care of that. But you should see Father God in them. feel the love of Father God on this Father's Day. I feel His love because I am here. I am of my Father. And my Father is of me also we both are one if you understand what oneness is look at your born child you see father and mother in one just imagine you seeing yourself born of father God in the mirror You see Father God in you. Begin to discern the differences in the voices. The voice of who persistently teach Christ consciousness and righteousness as a work of God already done in and for us. And the voices of those who still teach sin consciousness and that one has to be saved a work that has that still has to be completely by us with a prayer stop listening to that one stop listening to the voices that still teach sin consciousness and that one has to be saved a work that still has to be completed by us with a prayer Stop listening to those voices. Go in your closet, which means go within yourself and listen to Father God, what He has to tell you. That you are lovely, you are holy, you are righteous, you are whole, you are perfect, you are of His nature. The one voice has the frequencies and vibrations of life and gives life. And the other voice is dead, has dead frequencies. TBN has a lot of dead frequencies. Stop listening to TBN. All they're doing is feeding you dead, dead words. The other voice is dead, has dead frequencies and vibrations, and only ministers death to the souls of the hearers. There is no life in those voices. My dear lady, my dear gentlemen, My dear youth, if you're struggling with anything, 
you have life. You are whole. You are complete. You are holy. You are righteous. You are redeemed. And you are sanctified. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. And the first fruit of many. The same Jesus that rose from the dead. Is the same Jesus that rose you from the dead. Of the disobedience of Adam. And into his obedience of life. As he is so are we in this world. So. Everything that is true of Jesus is true of you, of us all, of all mankind. I don't really care if they do evil things. They just have not realized their true identity. They're still living a mistaken identity. But guess what? Father God is awakening them. To their true identity. I just wish. That you. You would awaken to your conscious awareness. Of holiness and righteousness. Of who you truly are. You need healing. See yourself whole. And complete. And perfect. You're struggling with anything. See yourself whole. See yourself complete. See yourself perfect. See yourself as Father God is. See yourself as His nature. See yourself as who He is. Because that is truly who we are. We are of His essence, we are of His nature. If you have seen me, as Jesus said, as you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And if you cannot tell yourself that in the mirror, then you need to change your conscious awareness of who you are in Father God. Happy Father's Day. Even though Father's Day is every day, but I'll say this. Enjoy this day with your family and have a wonderful afternoon. Love on each other. As I stated earlier, Father, see your sons and daughters as Father God. Mother, see your sons and daughters as Father God. Husband, see your wife as Father God. Wife, See your husband as Father God. Sons and daughters, see your parents, your father and your mother as Father God. Even though they have caused you pain, even though some of these fathers, they they hurt children, even then, still see them. Still see them as Father God. They are just lost in their identity. They are still living a life of mistaken identity. 
No one has taught them the truth of who they truly are and what Father God finished in Jesus the Christ. And as I stated earlier, the same Christ that was in Jesus is the same Christ in you. Until then, y'all have a blessed day. Bye-bye.